It's time to put down the pen and paper and retire those spreadsheets. It's time to upgrade with Tree Plotter Jobs, a straightforward estimating, scheduling, and work order software built for small and mid-sized tree care companies. Tree Plotter Jobs is based on maps. Think Google Maps with all of the information you need connected to a real world location. You can impress potential clients with interactive maps in your estimates and ensure your crews always know exactly where and what to work on. A job subscription is only $95 a month and supports unlimited users. So to learn more about jobs, go to planetgeo.com. That's P-L-A-N-I-T-G-E-O.com. You can also test it out for yourself with a free two-month trial. Just enter the promo code JOBS60 at checkout. Are you interested in making a difference in the tree care industry? TCIA is currently seeking candidates for the at-large director positions on its board of directors for a term running from 2023 to 2026. The TCIA Board of Directors is responsible for making strategic decisions that help point the organization in the correct direction to better serve our members and the industry as a whole. We are currently looking for both active and corporate members this year, but beyond that, we're also looking for those aligned with the board's core values and who have a passion for advancing tree care businesses. All candidate applications must be completed and received by May 23rd, 2022 to be considered by the TCIA Nominations Committee. For more information or to apply, please visit elections.tcia.org. All right, I'll start. I'm Joe Cordova. I'm the owner of Arbor Force, and we operate in Colorado, and we're uh, experiencing an expansion of Georgia right now, the Savannah, Georgia area, but we're waiting for some things to fall in line before we get up and operating fully down here. Um, so yeah, I'm the owner of Arbor Force. I've been in the business for 20 years. You know, prior to that, I was, I was actually a suit and tie guy in a previous career and, you know, wanted to, I'd be sitting in a conference room and I don't know, Seattle or somewhere in Arizona and looking out the window going, man, I want to go out and do what those guys are doing. <laughs> so I bailed, man, uh, and went out on my own and here we are. Yeah, so my name is Matt Gleason. I'm a project manager at Arbor Force. Um, been with Arbor Force for almost five years now. ISA certified arborist for about seven months or so. And yeah, just kind of the same thing what Joe was doing. I was actually in uh, purchasing, sitting behind a desk in a, in a little office cubicle type setting and looked out one day in Arizona and saw these dudes trimming palm trees. And I'm like, hmm that sounds a lot cooler than what the heck I'm doing right now. So some things fell in line and I moved out to Colorado and started climbing trees and cutting them down from the top to the bottom. And then met Joe on a whim, basically ran into him like three times randomly. And third time he offered me a job and haven't looked back since. So we actually met at a, I found a clipboard that was his on the ground. And then I was doing locates at the time, at our office and then I met him the last time he was doing a, was an aerial rescue training at the ISA tree climbing thing in Washington Park. Yeah. He's like, last time we're going to see each other without you working for me. So he offered me a job I couldn't refuse. And yeah, I haven't looked back since. That's a good story, actually, right there, Joe. <laughs> he, he literally, one, one of our employees had left, you know, job site clipboard, the metal clipboard 
sitting on the fender of a chipper and left a job site that stayed on the fender of the chipper until he turned and got out on the main street and turned and the clipboard fell out onto the road and of course got ran over and destroyed. But Matt was, uh, like he said, he was doing locates at the time and he was on a job site not far from us. My, one of my business cards happened to be in this employee's uh, clipboard. So I got a call from Matt saying, Hey man, I got one of your clipboards. Oh, really? So what you were half a mile away, Matt. Yep. So he dropped me a pin and I went over and met him and he said, what do you guys do? And I, I explained what we do. And he goes, really? I used to climb trees. I said, really, do you have a cart? <laughs> and Matt, Matt's now one of our, uh, uh, part of our senior management. Young man has really climbed the ladder. He just got his ISA certification. Um, and he's a true asset to, to our company. Congrats on the certification. You know, that's, that's awesome. And it kind of ties into one of my next questions. Uh, you guys both started to answer it, but how did you get started in the industry? I mean, really, was it just as simple for both of you for looking outside and realizing that you didn't want to be stuck inside all day? Or was there a little more that was going on? I was quite driven by that. Like I said, I was a suit and tie guy for 12 years out of school and uh, loved what I did. Uh, but I wanted to, I liked the office outdoors a whole lot better. So it was an extremely difficult decision and quite spooky, actually. And all my, my family and my friends were saying, what are you doing? You know, you, you have this cushy corporate job, benefits, 401k, <laughs> what are you doing? So it was a difficult decision, one that I toyed with for about three years and finally made the jump. And so, so that's how I got started. I uh, uh, started a forestry division. Uh, helped start a forestry division at another company, found that I, I truly do love working with trees. So I looked into, okay, how do I get some credentials to do this? Um, got my ISA certification. I'm also a commercial applicator uh, with the Colorado Department of Ag, um, ISA certified arborist, and went and got all my licenses, took classes, uh, and started learning more and more about that. And here I am. Yeah, and mine was, I was living in Arizona. Yeah, exactly what I said. I was looking outside one day. These dudes were trimming palm trees. And at that time, I was like, I want to work outside, but I don't want to work outside in Arizona. It's way too, way too dang hot. So some things fell through with my, uh, the house I was living at. And my sister offered me a place to stay in Colorado. So yeah, I moved up here over like a five-day span, kind of took my time camping out and fishing on the way. Um, got in Monday night, Tuesday morning, I was looking on, uh, Craigslist for jobs, job posting happened that morning for a tree company, called them up and I was working literally the first day that I was living in Colorado for a tree company. And I was just grounding for just an owner, owner operator. And, but yeah, I always, as soon as I moved to Colorado, I was like, I'm not going to do anything else other than working outside and hopefully a forestry setting. Yeah. Until I found Joe, this is exactly the job that we do is exactly what I always wanted to do once I moved out to Colorado. Hey, Joe, I'd like to, I'd like to think of it as Matt and I met. It was tree God divine intervention. <laughs> it, it definitely sounds like that. I mean, I was about to say, it seems like fate brought you both together. I mean, with something as small as finding a clipboard, just that whole thing, just, uh, it just seems like, yeah, it was, it was meant to be, you know, between the two of you, but you know, one of the, things where both of you guys were in a different career path and then coming in. How did you end up learning about everything in tree care? I mean, starting, I mean, going, Joe, in your case, going from 12 years in a suit and tie job, then going out to a tree care job, you picked up a lot of knowledge over 
12 years that was then all of a sudden not useful for you in in, in a tree care job. So where did you both start to begin to get a sense of education? Yeah. So again, I was toying around when I was still in, uh, in the corporate world, I was toying, toying around with uh, not toying, you know, seriously considering it. So it took me about three years uh, to finally make the jump. And in those about three years, I was simply researching and reading and learning more and, you know, figuring out how am I going to run this business what qualifies me to do this? And I went and I went and got those qualifications. So yeah, just research on my own and finding who the players are. And with technology these days, it doesn't take long to figure out who you need to talk to and what you need to have in your back pocket to at least get a start. Um, so that's that's how that's how I did it. Yeah, a lot of my training was just it was mostly on the job training. You know, I had a I had a couple of great mentors starting out. You know, Joe included. Um, and then my, my direct boss, Tim Salazar, he was, he was a huge influence on how Arbor Force does stuff and, you know, the safety culture that they had in place before I started. And there was a lot of on, on the job training and what I like to consider is, you know, a knack for learning how to do things the smart way. You know, a lot of people in this industry, they could do it for 20, 30 years and still not be safe and still not really know what they're doing. So a lot of opportunities I, I took to try to learn for myself, whether it be YouTube videos or a lot of the YouTuber guys and in the, in the Instagram people, you know, I'm a very visual learner, so I can learn from people doing stuff in front of me. And I, and I can also learn what not to do by what people are doing in front of me too. So yeah, I learned mostly just on the job training though, to be honest. Yeah. And you, and Matt's become, uh, he can run the heck out of a job. You know, we, we don't do any residential work. We're all commercial forestry. And Matt has developed to a point where uh, he, you know, we don't get me wrong. We have day jobs, but we also have jobs where we're camped out for weeks, sometimes months, months at a time. And Matt and uh, uh, you know, Matt can just slay these jobs. So his on, he, he is a very visual learner that I, it didn't take long for me to recognize that and show Matt what he's doing and he, he will excel. And one other thing I wanted to add with that, when I first got started, Joe, um, this is a true story. I started, uh, my wife and I both lost our jobs in the last economic downturn in 2008. And that's literally how Arbor Force got started. Uh, and I, I, lit, I, lit, I thought I was losing everything. I started with a, luckily I still had a truck, I had a pickup truck. Um, uh, but I started with a pickup truck and a borrowed chainsaw. <laughs> that's a true story. And now I got a Matt and a Timmy and a Josiah and all their staff. And we're, we're truly blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an incredible story that you were able to really overcome the recession that was not great to like 80% of Americans or whatever, you know, crazy thing it is. Um, so this is kind of a two part question. One part's for each of you. Uh, the first part is when you started uh, Arbor Forest, Joe, when you were developing it was safety something that was always in mind or was it something that kind of came along as you started to grow and matt for you when you were looking for jobs was like the safety culture uh because you had talked about wanting to do things the right way in the safe way was the safety culture at arbor force something that you know drew you to the position as well yeah no safety is something that is extremely near and dear to my heart from the very beginning so in that previous career, I was in risk management in a few different capacities, but uh, 
I had safety professionals um, across the uh, across the region. So I was a director of risk management, and I had safety consultant or safety. They're called loss control representatives uh, in Colorado, Utah, Arizona, etc., um, all over the uh, Rocky Mountain region and southern region. So I was directly with you know involved with safety as part of my risk management. So when I yes, when I started Arbor Force. I knew that this is, we're in, we're in one of the top five most dangerous industries on the planet. So yeah, I take it very seriously. Uh, now, when I first got started, despite my safety background, Tim Salazar, who's our senior project manager, he's been with me the longest after I was able to actually uh, start bringing people on board. Cause at first I was literally working by myself and I knew what to do, but running a business, I didn't. We, we got to a point, I looked at Tim and I said, dude, it's all these years later, whatever it was three years later, five years later, whatever it was. And we don't, we're ignoring, not ignoring. We're not, we never ignored it. We're just not getting formal training done. At first it was just me and Tim. Then we, you know, then all of a sudden there was five of us. Then all of a sudden there's six, seven, eight. And we're up to, what do we have, Matt? 30, uh, 20, 28, 28 uh, folks. Yep. Um, so Tim and I finally looked at each other and I said, okay, we, we, we're running a business. We can't ignore the safety. Uh, we weren't ignoring it. We just weren't hitting the marks that I wanted to hit, especially with my background and the passion for uh, uh, safety that I have. So what we ended up doing is, is uh, outsourcing. So we brought on a safety director, uh, Tri-State Safety Services. And that gentleman, Ben Montoya, uh, became our safety director and really started ramping up both our written program and expanding our safety culture. Unfortunately, uh, Ben passed away. Uh, he was a victim of the pandemic. We knew his passion. I, I didn't, all the work that he had done, I didn't want to just leave it sitting there. So it didn't take long for, for me to find another outsource. So we use Hellman and Associates. There are, there are safety partners and we have a new safety director uh, and he's just knocking it out of the park. So our safety culture, we have four, we, we have mandatory safety meetings in-house every week. And Matt Gleason, coincidentally, is our safety coordinator. And he and his uh, some of his staff oversee those weekly mandatory in-house trainings. And those are typically on a Tuesday or when, typically a Tuesday. Uh, they're mandatory. So if they, in our business, if we can't, you know, something gets in the way, okay, then let's push it to tomorrow. But we religiously have an in-house all hands meeting uh, every week. And then our safety consultant supplements with our uh, written program, uh, with our compliance. And then he comes in once a month for an all hands uh, formal, not the other one, not that the other ones aren't formal, but he comes in once a month and does, uh, you know, plucks off training, whether it be on overlap of ANSI Z133 or whatever the safety topic may be. And my apologies, my, my apologies, you know, you're getting to know me. I'm a rambler. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's more than okay. You know, first, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, it's, it's hard. But the other thing too, you know, I know you said ignoring safety and I know that's not what you meant. It's working on the other side of it and working with TCIA and working with the people who are trying to do that. There's just a lot of moving parts. There's a lot to hit and, you know, there's so many different tiers of safety and so many very specific situations that you need to do very different things, even though it could be 
uh, same people, same tools, just maybe the locations changed or any, any minor thing. So yeah, managing safety can become unwieldy, especially when you start to, to grow upward and outward. Yeah, it's just too important for our industry. And although I wasn't ignoring it, we just weren't hitting our, we weren't hitting the marks that I wanted to. So now I would say that we have one of the best safety programs and safety cultures in the industry. You know, when I finally decide, I've always been a member of the ISA, um, both local chapter and, and international. And not that I was avoiding TCIA, it's just back in those days, it was so expensive that we simply couldn't afford it. And the partnership that we have with the TCIA and, and, and all of the safety training, plus all the other things, but the safety training, to have that partner, to have the TCIA as a partner is a huge thing at Arbor Force and a huge thing for our industry. There's a lot of our guys that, by the way, Matt has spearheaded that effort within Arbor Force to take, you know, what really launched it, Joe, was when TCIA offered that free class. Guys, mm -hmm. come on, step through the door, step through the door and take this course. Matt personally took it himself first before he, uh, in his training as well beyond that, of course, but he took it himself to see what it was and reported to me and said, hey, man, this is worth it. And it's, it's free. What that served, what that free course was huge for Arbor Force, and I'm hoping for a lot of other companies across the nation and the world, it did serve as a platform for right on. I'm, I like these courses. So we had the free one that spawned, uh, you know, a lot of employees taking that uh, introduction to Arbor culture. Uh, once they were exposed to it, the next thing I knew, I couldn't keep up with them. I don't know if you've ever looked at our uh, Instagram page, but I couldn't keep up with it. They were you know, as far as posting, hey, congratulations, so-and-so got this certificate. Uh, but there's a ton of them posted on our Instagram. So the point I'm driving at is the free course launched okay. And they, they were telling me and Matt and, and uh, our other senior managers, I want to take more courses. Matt spearheaded that. And now we're paying for courses. So the launching of the, of, of the free course spawned into, you know, purchasing more courses through the TCIA. Uh, we've hit kind of a flat, a flat line right now because we don't make it mandatory for our employees. Um, I sure wish they would, but we don't make it mandatory. And we've hit a flat line. That's because a lot of these guys have taken quite a few of them. Perhaps they're taking a break, but then it becomes, okay, how do we reignite this flame? And although it's not mandatory, it serves to show your dedication and leadership to not only your company, but your industry. And uh, this doesn't have to be a dead end job. These guys have a career, uh, a career ladder to climb. And uh, that's one of the ways it doesn't have to be the only way, but that's one of the ways that they can climb that ladder a little bit, a little bit quicker. And Matt, for you, um, you know, as somebody who, who was coming into a, a brand new company at the time was the safety aspect Granted, it was probably at a different development stage when you were first starting here, but was the safety aspect something that drew you to, to Arbor Force? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, when I first started, I think we just started um, the TCIA tailgate safety topic. So we were doing those pretty frequently when I first started. But yeah, coming from previous positions and previous uh, companies, Arbor Force definitely was a let's say a bonus, bonus perk for being so safe. And, you know, the company I was working for before, we had a chipper that didn't have any decals on it, red completely over, over all the safety instructions, over everything. We had a truck 
with a flat tire on one of the dualies. It was always flat and nobody wore hard hats. I didn't even know what chaps were basically. And, you know, it was very much the cowboy mentality of, you know, we're, we're tree guys. We go out and cut down trees and who cares what happens? We're, we'll be fine kind of scenario. So when I started Arbor Force, I'm like, holy crap, this place knows what they're doing. And, you know, I feel a lot more comfortable coming to work and, and making sure that I'm going to go home to my, to my wife. And, you know, my wife just gave birth five and a half months ago. So I got a little, little girl at home that I want to go to home, go to every, every night. So, um, it was definitely, definitely a bonus with the safety culture at Arbor Force. And I think not too long after I started the guy that was running the, our safety program ended up, uh, moving on. He has traveled the world in a VW bus now. So I took over that and carried, carried the torch for Arbor Force since. Very important torch. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, talking all education and safety, um, there's, there's a lot of stigma, I guess, around continuing education or formalized education. Um, just in general, we hear a lot of, you know, if you're, the, the rhetoric goes, if you're not interested in continuing education towards like a four-year college degree program and stuff like that, you know, you should consider, um, you know, going into a trade or something like that, right? So that's one of the stigma argument, whatever people want to use about four-year versus two-year versus trades and all these other kind of things. Now, sometimes people will bring up like, when going into tree care, the formalized education aspect is a little bit less, right? You don't need a formalized education or formalized background to get into it. But I think one of the things that gets brought up and overlooked is um, you're probably using a lot more applied science and mathematics than in tree care than you would be using in your everyday four-year degree job. So we, we kind of have that divide right now when talking. So when you're trying to broach the subject of continued education. So, you know, even with the tree care Academy programs and stuff like that, how do you approach getting the adoption of a, a formalized education program? Because a lot of people have been told, you know, especially in, um, you know, doing manual labor and like anything in like the trade industry that you don't need to continue your education, right? Like it's not it. So how do you break that stigma and encourage them to, continue moving forward and also acknowledging the fact that your current job is using more applied science than almost any other job you could end up in. Well, the TCIA actually, y'all do such a good job in paving that road because we're a bit of a unique company. So don't get me wrong, experience is, is great, but we're a, we're a unique company. So we actually prefer somebody with no experience, depending on what we're hiring for, because they're not going to come with any, 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 uh, potential bad or unsafe habits uh, and for other reasons. But TCI really paves the road for that because again, that introduction to arboriculture that launches, if we can just get that employee's interest uh, and we've been, Matt's been successful in, in heading that up, then that opens the door to, okay, now I want to take whatever it may be, the aerial lift specialist, the chipper operator specialist, the chainsaw specialist, all these things. And I think at that point, uh, I don't think at that point you, it starts to develop in that particular person that, you know what, I'm liking this. Uh, I like the leadership. Um, I like the educational opportunity and it makes me want to, it, it makes that person want to pursue more. For example, maybe, you know, they want to be, we have several guys that want to 
get their ISA certification and they don't have the experience yet. So in the interim, they're taking TCIA courses and in other courses that, uh, you know, that we do internally to supplement that until they get to the point where they can, you know, sit for their ISA exam. And then with the other thing with the TCI courses, the, the bright space thing really, I shouldn't say really threw me off. That sounds a bit dramatic, but kind of threw me off. Like, wait a minute, what is this bright space thing? Well, once you, once you're exposed to it, I mean, I don't know about you, Matt, the bright space platform, once we've chosen the course, once we, you know, once you figure, once you go through it once, the bright space thing works quite great. Um, yeah. It did throw some employees, you know, threw us off a little bit. And then employees were get the employee would get that. Who the heck is Brightspace? <laughs> That's the TCIA guys. Uh, <laughs> and so, but that platform is, uh, I, I haven't experienced any problems with it. How about you, Matt? No, I haven't experienced any problems with it. The one thing that we do sometimes run into is when I offered that free course to everybody, a lot of people signed in with their personal emails or something. So once they completed it, then I would make them account within the TCIA. And when I tried to send them like a paid course, they would have problems getting signed into that at a later time. So, but I think we figured that all out. Um, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, the TCIA, the Brightspace, all that stuff is, is super intuitive and, and works really well for once you go through it a couple of times, you're like, okay, now I understand. Cause it's a little goofy to ask for like a mailing address and you're like, well, I'm not getting anything. So why do you need my mailing address? And then but for the most part, yeah, you pay for the course, it sends you an email, you click on click on the email and drag drag the course to the respected employee and they get an email saying, Hey, you're signed up, ready to go, knock it out of the park. Yeah, and we're we're obviously still working out all the the bugs and everything else that come along with using the the new online platform. But I think a couple of the the big advantages I see as just an employee of TCIA. Uh, the first one is time. You no longer have to wait three weeks for a product to come in and then three weeks for your results to come back. I think that's far better to give somebody instant feedback when they're already in the zone and in the mindset of, well, what did I do wrong? Well, here's what you did wrong. Here's what you did right. Immediately afterwards, rather than three weeks later when you've had everything else under the sun go on between it. And then the other thing, and you know, I will, I'll, defer to you whether it's an advance or not both of you but the accessibility it provides on different aspects currently um you like you said some people are visual learners some we also have the people who are book learners we have people who need to listen so you know we're working on implementing more videos and audio type things into these courses to try to um, assist whatever learning styles we can yeah, that's a tough one because a lot in our a lot of folks in our industry uh, are visual learners, and the oh my goodness, take a test like like a real test, and, and that's that includes me. Um, it's quite intimidating, uh, and some folks, I think once they find if if they if they just jump in, you know, just dive in, and you're gonna be fine. But that intimidation factor for those that are visual learners and not so much a book learner. That's a tough one to overcome in our industry. And we could actually use some pointers. Uh, maybe I can do a, maybe TC, I can do a video on, hey, here's for you visual learners. <laughs> Check this out because if, you know, don't be so intimidated by it. Dive in, start with this introduction to arboriculture, 
become more exposed to our industry and you will see how much fun uh, the learning process actually and rewarding uh, that, that, it, that it can be, that it is actually. Yeah, I would say, especially with the online courses, you know, it, it grabs and holds your attention when you're, when you're going through the, you know, the different steps and different chapters and stuff. And that's, that's the most uh, feedback that I've gotten is it, it holds and keeps your attention. And yeah, most of the guys that start it, they complete it right away. But a lot of the times they never start it or they open it up and they get busy and they have to go do something or whatever. And then they forget about it. And then you got to start harping on them for getting that test done or getting that course finished. And at that point, it's like, you know, it was a volunteer type of deal, but you don't necessarily want to push them in a direction after they've already accepted a, I don't know. That makes sense. It's like, yeah, I want to do this. And then they don't do it. And you're like, well, what the heck, man? Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially when it, when it wasn't online, when it was the books, yeah, those books were expensive, man. And then, you know, we, yeah, I want to do it. And there were so many that, okay, here's the books you got to finish. Uh, and we have a, we have a lot of those. So the online, I think the online platform, I don't think that that that's made a difference instead of the actual books. Cause Matt, I don't think if we had anybody that ordered an online that had, did not complete it. Not yet. We still have a couple out in the queue. Um, I know Eric is working on his EHAP one and that's, I was talking to him yesterday about it and it's, it's a bit more lengthy than the other ones. I think there's, he said like seven chapters and each chapter has a test on it. And so he's, he's kind of eaten away through that, but it's not a, it's not a one day kind of, kind of course. So, yeah. And then had a couple other guys that are working on some ground operations ones, but they're, I think it's uh, Joe B and Willie that are working on those ground operations one. They haven't completed it yet either, but, yeah, yeah. I would definitely, but, definitely turn out than than the books and the because we bought what like seventeen of the crew leader books and we only got like five of them completed or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah, agreed. I think the online platform is better received, and those couple few were a whole lot better than you know we had the books. There were a lot, like you said. Yeah. It was I think I recall. Yeah, it was seventeen or eighteen. Uh, and only five completed. Well, those yeah. are valuable materials and money expended that we weren't able to capitalize on. So yeah, Joe, the, the online platform, I, I think helps. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear that just because, you know, we're still going through the growing process on RN2, you know, the, the transfer process right now of moving over the physical books over to the online platform and all of that kind of stuff is uh, for everybody listening at home. It's a, it's a, process it's not as easy as just copy paste you, the program and development team is working really hard to make it a more uh, intuitive experience so there is more people completing it and less people feeling so intimidated you know you're not throwing a book at them you're throwing bite-sized chunks but one thing I kind of want to come back to with all this education that you're offering both internally and that you're taking from external things and even like the ISA certification um, why as an individual are those credentials important to you? I would say me personally, um, they're important to me because I like to lead. I like to lead by example in a lot of cases. So, you know, after I got my ISA, that that jumped on a lot of people going, right on, Matt just got his ISA. You know, I want to I get my ISA now. And 
you know, I think just instilling that, that spark in people is, is why I like to continue my education. It also makes me more valuable, you know, at the end of the year for raises and bonuses and stuff like that. But, um, me, I'm, I'm more interested in just learning more about the industry and becoming, you know, a better version of myself every day. I think next my, I'm currently working towards my tree worker, um, certification. So I hope to be done with that in a couple months or so, but you know, you learn, you learn stuff and you can pass that knowledge on to your employees and your, and your coworkers and stuff like that. So I don't know how many times I've gone out to a site and, you know, you're looking at a tree and it's a risky tree and nobody knows that it's a risky tree, but you, so, you know, you got to take the time to pass that knowledge on to your crew and, you know, Hey, this thing is dangerous. You know why? And they go, I don't know why, what, what's going on with it. I'm like, see this big cavity you see you know you see the fungal rot going on on the root system and stuff they're like oh crap i didn't i didn't see that thank you so for me it's it's mostly trying to get a spark to the guys and and pass knowledge along to along to the coworkers. if you know the better i can make my guys the better they can make me so well said matt well said um and joe i i agree with everything that matt just said yeah it's um I think it's important to lead by example. Uh, another one that Matt just recently got was his class A CDL. You know, we, I have a class A CDL, you know, uh, our other senior managers uh, have CDL at class A CDLs on top of all their other, whether it's ISA certified arborist and et cetera. Um, so yeah, leading by example, I, I think is extremely important. And like Matt said, not to mention the fact that every time we take one of these, we know as human beings, if we're grounded, that we don't know everything. So the learning opportunities are extremely important. And we learn something every time we go to take one of these, whether it be, you know, something through the ISA or through the TCIA, you always walk away with, wow, that's valuable knowledge. And I didn't know that. And now I do. And like Matt said, we can pass that on to, to the rest of our staff uh, and make us a better, stronger, safer Arbor Force. Yeah, I like both of your answers. So thank you both for sharing your perspective on on that. And then to ask the the question that's probably going to get me back in trouble at TCIA is, but what what can we do to keep improving to make these online programs better, or even just the education aspect uh, more accessible, or really anything at this point? So some of the feedback that I got was um, a lot of the guys either they don't have a laptop or something like that. And they try to do the courses on the phone. And what they experienced was a little bit of difficulty with the intuitiveness of the handheld way to take the, the courses. And then the only other thing that I heard was some like the multiple choice options were kind of just too easy where you could, you know, just drag things until it says, okay. And then it, you know, you didn't really have to think about it that much. But that was the only the only things was, you know, the cell phone use and and the drag and drop options on some of the tests, I would say. Um, going on that, too, I'd, I'd say, you know, the more the merrier for all the courses available. I'd like to see a tree risk assessment one personally, because on the intro to arboriculture, the tree risk assessment portion of that, I thought was the most valuable out of anything else. Yeah, that's just my two cents. Yeah, agreed. Um, like I said, Joe, I, I, I'm straining to even answer that question because 
other than the individual uh, user. I really like how, like I said before, how the TCIA, ha TCIA has it structured uh, with the Tree Care Academy stuff, the Brightspace platform, because it, it, it starts at an introduction to arboriculture, uh, you know, ease them into it. And then it just continues to stack, stack, stack uh, in advance, advance, advance. Uh, like Matt said, we have one, one gentleman that's, uh, uh, you know, taking the EHAP one, and there's a bunch of us that have. Uh, in fact, I've taken it, I think Tim and I, Matt, have taken it three times, but it, it just continues to stack. So I don't think that I personally have any, I definitely don't have any complaints. Um, so I, I love it. And, and TCIA, keep, keep hammering it out. We love it. Yeah. Well, we, we greatly appreciate the feedback. Heck yeah. Yeah. One, one other thing is, you know, as the guy that was, that has been buying the courses, it's sometimes hard to keep track of, okay, what was the last course that this guy completed? Cause they're like, Hey Matt, I finished this one. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, what did, what did he say? Which one was the last course that he completed? And then which, which is the next course that he's completed? What are the ones that he has already completed? And I know that there's a way to access it through the website, but sometimes it's a little hard to, hard to navigate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's even hard to navigate from a staff perspective sometimes, but uh, we're working on it. We, we should have a new, Oh man, my web designer is going to kill me for that, saying this. We should have a new website rolling out. I think by the end of 2022, I'll give them until the end of 2022. I'm 99% sure it's sooner, but at least if I got the date wrong, I put it far out in the future form at this point. You know, Matt, you brought up a good point because we also have one and it's slipping my mind, Matt. There's one that I found on the TCIA website, and I don't think it was under Tree Care Academy. What was that one, Matt? Memory, I was like, hey, I emailed you guys and said, hey, man, check this one out. Uh, but you couldn't find it on the website. Was that the C, it wasn't the CTSP, was it? Or Was it introduction uh, to CTSP? But anyway, Joe, the, the, the point being, uh, not a complaint, is sometimes it's, it, it's just difficult to navigate. Uh, and I actually, when Matt said that he couldn't find that, I went back on TCIA website and I did find it, but I don't know how I found it. <laughs> and I even sent you the link to it, I think. Yeah. 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 So was, my, minor stuff. We still do that on the staff side of things too, where it's, did you see this on the website? I was like, no, that's like 72 pages deep. Of course I didn't see that on the website, but uh, <laughs> you know, it happens to the best of us. So one question I want to bring up, and it's the the million dollar question, or if everybody had an answer for this, we'd be in a much better place. But uh, workforce development, uh, recruitment, employee retention it's it's a very difficult topic right now, just because now, in addition to tree care, uh, feeling the hurt when it comes to employee retention and everything else, uh, a lot of other job markets are also you feeling the same thing now. So competing for a lot of the same job pool when you are hiring or even keeping current employees, how does, how does an education, it's a two-part thing. How's an education program work in your favor? And, you know, I've asked this to a couple other people, but does, as you start training these employees more and more, does it worry you that then they're going to go out and be scoped out by, another company or they're going to leave to pursue other opportunities? No, I, I never look at it that because I'm acutely aware of the fact that the more credentials one of our employees gains, the more attractive they are to that other employer. And 
believe me, retention is extremely important to me. I know that we're put, you know, especially when I post it for the world to see that, Hey, look at this dude just got this certification or, uh, I want to celebrate the, 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 the employee and the onus is on me as the owner to do everything that I can to make our Arbor Force family, uh, so attractive to stick with that. Um, and so proud of their credentials in their company that, other employers are powerless to uh, snag that person away, or hopefully our current employees just aren't interested in going in that direction. I'd be ignorant if I thought that that was foolproof, um, but we, Matt and the rest of our senior management, we do our best to, hey guys, the grass, I don't know if the grass is going to be greener on the side of the fence. We pay well, we run this like a family. It literally is a mom and pop organization. Uh, we're not huge, but we're big enough. And you guys, you know, you, you have, it's not, this doesn't have to be a dead end job. You can take this as high as you want, just like Matt did, just like his boss, Tim Salazar did just like our, our other member of senior management, they chose to, uh, grab onto that. And, you know, I guess quality, the quality of your life is directly re- related to the quality of your thoughts. And, uh, so we, we, we hope that we can retain those employees through our family culture, our safety culture, and the things that we're able to offer to climb that ladder. Yeah, I like I like that perspective. Yeah, I think I think that our safety culture is a big reason on you know why we retain so many employees because our turnover rate isn't really isn't really too bad. I mean, don't get me wrong; some guys come on and they're they're here for a week and they realize, okay, this is not what I want to do, but typically the guys that come from other tree companies or, you know, they have experience in the industry, they come to Arbor Force and they go, huh, these guys are actually legit, like clean equipment, everything works. We're not running around with broken stuff. Um, we've had employees leave and come back that have gone, holy crap. I didn't know how well Arbor Force's safety culture was. You know, I was just underneath a, a guy in a tree that almost dropped a branch on my head didn't say any warning signals, anything like that. And, you know, I think that's why we do have, we do have good retention. We do retain those, those quality employees and and the people that, you know, they come, come by for a couple of weeks or a month or so, you know, they're not going back into the tree industry. They're, they're going and working in, you know, a completely different field, but I don't think that, you know, tree orientated people are coming here for, education and then leave in in my opinion yeah and i think the the culture perspective that both of you have provided um it really helps to emphasize for for a lot of people that now that uh this isn't a job this is going to be a career for them and in your career you also want to have that work-life balance but most importantly you want to go back home and you know you don't want to wonder every day if, if you're going to get to or not. So I think that's, that's super important safety wise, but I feel like, you know, just from the the bond that both of you have that also the rest of the culture is also falling along with it too. That it's, it's more than safety that there's, you know, a lot more reasons beyond safety and education that your employees are, are staying as well. And I think that's important to highlight, you know, to celebrate for, for, you as a company that this is great, but also to highlight to other companies, it's not just about pay. It's not just about the the tangible things you can offer them. There is a bunch of other ways to retain employees that don't have to do with salary or benefits. 
Indeed, indeed. And our partners at <clears throat> our partners at TCIA, just an invaluable relationship. We appreciate what y'all do. Quite honestly, we we there's a lot of stuff we couldn't do without you. So um, you guys really, I, I, Matt, when you first came on, uh, of course I knew about the TCIA, but I said, guys, these guys really focus in on safety. A lot, a bunch of other things, but they really focus in on safety. I really like how these guys do their programs. Um, so that's a valuable relationship for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've been through the TCA tailgate safety. I've gone through that entire book. Probably, we're probably on our fourth time going through that entire book front to back as a company. And as you know, in our, in our weekly safety topics, we were doing, what was that three times a week? We were doing a tailgate safety topic when, when we were a lot smaller. So, um, yeah, invaluable information and, you know, bring some camaraderie. It brings, you know, what we, what we like to do is read the topic and then, you know, bring up current events or, you know, situations that happened in the past or situations that happened that day that uh, reflect uh, those topics and stuff like that. We also, do we get the TCIA, like the newsletter of accidents or is that the, the ISA? But both. Well, yeah. We, we also take those, those news articles and stuff. And we go over those as a group, um, you yeah. know, time that one comes up we're we're going through current events and current accidents and seeing what we can learn from and how how we can be better better the next day so yeah like you said totally invaluable information it's it's an awesome awesome thing that you guys do for sure yeah we recycle you, you know the the tcia uh, tailgate topics those are huge because like matt said we've gone through those you know there's enough topics in there last year what the whole year uh depending on how often you do it of course but we get to the end, we start over because it's good information to cover again. And in these all hands mandatory safety meetings, it's pretty cool because it, uh, everybody's in the same room. It sparks a lot of conversation questions and folks are really learning stuff. And then as a group, we all take the, the little quiz together. So again, TCIA, you know, fueled by the TCIA is, uh, you know, really contributing to our, our, our safety culture. Wouldn't you say that's true, Matt? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we use that book for all sorts of stuff, you know, say we got a, like a near miss or something goofy happened upside, you know, we'll put that in our back pocket and, you know, the next Tuesday or that Tuesday we'll, we'll bring up, you know, biting insects or, you know, any kind of hazard or something that may be coming with the changing months or something that's happened at Arbor force that was either a near miss or, you know, somebody may have, twist an ankle or something like that or a minor injury that we can we can all talk about as a group and we'll you know that that starts my brain going okay well the tca has got a topic that's just like that so let's cover that and we'll cover the injury and we'll cover you know how we can be better better tomorrow from that and yeah it's i i really enjoy it indeed well i'm speaking on behalf of all tca that we're happy to have you and we're happy that you're utilizing all of our, our resources available. Um, and just to be conscious of the time that I had scheduled with both of you, um, is there anything else that we haven't been able to talk about or discuss that either of you want to, to bring up? I don't think so. Not, not here. I, I, you know, I love how you guys showcase it. I I'm, I'm an older gentleman. I'm, I shouldn't be in this day and age with, uh, I'm not very good with social media. <laughs> I don't have a Facebook, uh, but one thing we do have is an Arbor Force Instagram, and I love how uh, TCIA 
showcases all that kind of stuff. And when we, when I post it, it, it's it's quite a warm, pleasant feeling uh, when I post something about one of the achievements um, of one of our Arbor employees. You know, they got a they they earned a certificate. It's like clockwork, man. Whoever I don't know which one of you guys at TCI is responding to those, but they'll literally whoever it is will say tell that employee congratulate. They'll like it or congratulate them personally. That's huge when they hear from one of our industry, uh, you know, leaders, that's huge. I know, I know I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm betting every single employee that gets that response, uh, especially this younger generation on a social media platform is like, wow, that's pretty cool. That feels good. That's like a trophy right there. (laughs) So that's all I have to add on that. Yeah. Going on what Joe said too, like even, even us three sitting here right now talking about this stuff um, has sent, you know, shockwaves to the Arbor Forest community and they're going, why the heck do they want you two on there? And I'm like, cause it's important. You know, it's, we did something that the TCI recognizes and we we have a strong safety culture and, you know, they want to talk about how we do things. And that's because what we do is badass and our safety culture is badass. And, you know, it should be something to be proud of. 